Welcome to the Ghostman Radio Station and today I am talking to Anne Rescio who was born in a small town in Indiana you've probably never heard of. She composed short stories and comic books as a child to amuse her family began writing poetry at the age of 13. In 1998 she received an honorary mention for literary elegance for a poem. She didn't come home. She attended business school and made the Dean's List for three consecutive years, putting her love for writing on the back burner. It wasn't until the mid-twenties that political posts and social networking rekindled really her literary frame and has since become a bonfire. In 2013, a novella, When the Chips Are Down, was named a finalist in the MAR Social Author of the Year contest. When she's not writing, thinking about writing, or going insane from writing, she enjoys camping, fishing, swimming, and avoids spending time with her loved ones. She's a mother to three extremely small cats. Crazy cat lady, probably. And how are you, how are you today? I'm alright, are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, now, what inspired you to write your book? Step of the book, I really do. I, I sort of re- I read a little um, chapter for my book podcast, and I liked the um, premises of the story. Thank you. Well, that's the main bit of all authors, really. If you like me, I I like writing. And I I hope that somebody actually likes what I've written. I like the bit where you got the first bit of chapter one, you got, chapter one, what the hell happened to me? That was the first thing that came to Brooklyn's mind when she awoke in the the little blue BMW to find it smashed in the tree. The engine was still running and the wipers were on, but the hood was crunched up like an accordion. Her head was throbbing, her chest ached with every breath she took. And then you sort of like develop your character from there onwards and then we... I like later on, we won't spoil it too much, but later on, is the, she's waking up from a coma. Two years have disappeared of her life. And things have changed a little bit for the worst, I would say. Yeah, I kind of like to start off my stories with a bang. When you wrote the story, did you think that some of the, the what you was writing were actually becoming true. Oh yeah, absolutely. When I wrote When the Chips Are Down, I, um, I've seen videos where actually there are people that have voluntarily had uh, microchips implanted in their bodies and they can use it to purchase things and they, you know, they can basically track their own homing device and I'm thinking, how could that possibly be 
I, I find it amazing that people now put, deliberately put chips in their bodies so they could open doors and things like that. Oh, I know it's disturbing. I know, I've heard of the military, you know, putting chips in soldiers. I mean, I'm sure that wasn't voluntary in their, on their part, but, yeah, it's disturbing. There's no telling, you know, what that could do when it's in your body. And uh, do you, do you find that, that, um, by writing these people have become more aware of what you was trying to tell them? It's like lots of things. When people look back at things, other books that are written and, and they say, like Frankenstein, and people say, oh, that would never happen. But it's happened already. We, we're doing heart plant transplants. We're doing, I mean, I think there was, I read somewhere, they was thinking of doing a whole head transplant. Did you find that, that obviously there's a, a big gap between when you wrote your first book? Are you in the process of writing other books? I am. I am writing a prequel to Arid currently. It's called Parch, The Days Before Exile. And it just depicts some of my main characters' lives before they were sent to the wastelands and what led up to that. Yeah, and uh, do, are you, how are you finding the process of writing? Uh, the process right now, I'm in my uh, heavy edit stage and agonize over whether or not it's good enough and needing a cocktail every now and then. Uh, I, and do you prefer to write so much a day, like when you, you were inspired to write... Or do you set yourself like a goal? Do you say, oh, I must write 500 words today? I usually don't. I mean, some days I can just bang out 1,500 words like it's nothing, and some days I will struggle to, to write 500. You know? I mean, it's like I think everybody has their good days and their bad days. And when I get stuck, sometimes I go jogging because it helps me to come up with ideas and just kind of get out of a rut if I'm moving as opposed to being stationary. Do you find it was easier? Did you self-publish or did you go the, the, the normal publishing route? Um, with When the Chips Are Down, I self-published that one. And my latest book, Eric, was traditionally published. So, I'm both. Which city do you prefer? Um, that is a really good question. Um, honestly, if you have the budget, um, I would say, I would probably say self-publish because you're not limited by certain, you know, there's certain things you can't do when you're in a contract with the publisher because that would breach your contract. Um, 
you, you don't have to be as exclusive on certain sites. So, yeah, I mean, a publisher helps you a lot, you know, but, uh, you get access to you know, resources like their professional editors and things like that. But, I mean, yeah, if you have a good-sized budget, you might be better off to self-publishing. I studied with um, Smashwords, but I've now been, I am able to put books or Kindle books at least on Amazon, only because Amazon is more well known. Right. Do you find that that it, it's better to go to a more established, um, like Amazon or Barnes and Noble? Because obviously they were more better known than some of the others. Yes, I think Amazon for ebooks, yeah, they're, I mean, they make up like 74% of the ebook market. So um, I really think if that's where your main sales are coming from, that Amazon's going to be the most beneficial for you. Um, and if you're doing an audiobook, they're pretty much dominating that market too. But iTunes is like second or third. They're pretty close behind them. Um, so, yeah, definitely want to get your feet in the water with Amazon. Have you done an audiobook version? I have not, but I will be. That is actually my uh, goal for 2020. I will be very soon making Aaron into an audiobook. Well, I think it's always worthwhile because I've always done all my books I've ever done. I do my own video book version of myself by myself and put it on my podcast because then obviously it's a free service but I first find it easier then if people want to listen to it they can, you know. Oh yeah, and it's great especially when you've got people with visual impairments. I mean, that's a whole new market of people that can't consume books like everyone else so that's giving them the ability to be able to experience books. Well, I, I, when I, my first book I wrote, which is called, it got a very strange title, Cartoon Occult Martial Arts, which basically is about martial arts, obviously. And um, I had co-wrote it with uh, an author called S. Rob. And I, I, I did the cartoons for it and did writing for it as well. I found the process quite illuminating. Because it, it 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 made me disciplined. It made me realize how disciplined you have to be. I would imagine. I've never co-written with someone before, but yeah, I'm sure that's a whole new take on it because it's not just, you know. Well, I wanted to get a book out there and I didn't know how to do it first off. So he was kind enough to let me do it because I've helped him out a lot. So that was fine, you know. I didn't, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm one of these people, I think I'm never going to be rich doing my books but as long as somebody appreciates them I'm quite happy that's a good way to look at it I mean obviously we'd all like to be rich obviously I mean, I mean at the end of the day we would like to be J.K. Rowling's you know rolling in it but the chances of that happening are going to be pretty slim don't they right. have you ever wondered about writing about um, the adventures of your cats
Because I, I, I read a, a little story about our dog um, called Angel Dog. Because she has um, two round spots on, her, on top of her head. They look like they were horns. So I took off the horn. They, 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 she was born with the horns. And I said that God came along, took the horns off, and made her an angel dog instead. Was a very good inspiration for stories sometimes. I, I, I mean, I, I've been inspired by lots of different weird things. I wrote a, a, a like a, a semi story about I've got a clock that does, um, sounds the sound of um, the Flying Scotsman. So I did a story about someone waiting on, on the station for the train to go round and waiting, waiting, but no, never going anywhere. So that that's the sort of thing I like to be inspired by. What what other things have you done besides writing? Um, in general, um, as far as poetry, um, for work, I uh, work for a life insurance company. I process death claims. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I like to go fishing. I like to go camping. In the spring, I go morel hunting. Um, there's always a small window of time where you can get morel mushrooms, so I go... Is that those big fish? Big fish? Um, catfish. I've caught some decent-sized catfish, and, um, a, this past spring, I caught a lot of turtles. If the fish weren't biting, I was catching turtles. I caught a snapping turtle once. Mm. And they are so smart. They, I, when I yeah. was putting him down to figure out how to unhook him, he flipped himself over and just jumped right back in the water. They even rotate and go to learn how to do karate, you know, as well. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. It's... I apologise for that. I couldn't resist. It's my English humour, sorry. Um, now, uh, where can people find your book? My book is on Amazon. Arid is available currently in ebook and print. Um, Arid is written under the name Anne Joyce. So, yeah, it is uh, definitely available on Amazon. And um, sometime this year it will be available on audio, on Audible as an audiobook. Well, I think it's worth you doing it because it's a good market to get into. If you can get your oh, book uh, on it, it's worth it. I mean, I to say, I don't need it my own because it's my own book, so... There's no copyright issue because it's my own book. <laughs> yeah, anyone wants to complain, they can only complain to me. You know, it's my book, I put it out there. If you don't like it, tough. <laughs> yeah. But um, as I say, I did a, the chap, a bit of chapter one from your book on my podcast, so I hope you didn't mind that. But I, I, I did it, I always like to do it for every author I do. Because then it like promotes your book a bit, within people go, oh, I might go out and buy that. 
But obviously, when I when I speak for the book, obviously, if it's Americanisms, they don't sound the same when I, in an English accent as they do the American accent. I had to do a book. I did a book once. It was full of slang American words, and it didn't. It just sounded really, really odd. You know, the person listening to it said, "This isn't how it sounds at all." Well, it wouldn't because a, I'm not American, and b, it's in an English accent, in an English Essex come Devon accent, so it wouldn't sound the same at all, would it? Oh no, I think you guys sound cool. I don't think Now, if your book was made into a series or a uh, for like Netflix or film, would you a prefer it to be kept as near as the book as possible? Obviously, because you know, a filming they have more restricted to what they can show and what they can't show. Or would you mind as long as they got the essence of the book, you wouldn't mind too much. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, because a lot of people who had their books done, Stephen King, for example, moaned about oh how that he, he the the way he saw the book, the way the director saw the book was completely different. But then I I thought well, obviously the book the book is like 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 three hundred pages long plus. You can't put that all in a movie. It's because you've got to condense it down to two hours. You know. Yeah. I didn't. I uh, did. You watch the recent show, um, retelling of it. I haven't. I did see uh, in the tall grass one of his. That was a really interesting movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do appreciate what some people do. Have you um, written for magazines or anything like that? Now, um, you said and mentioned earlier that you did poetry. Now, have you got a poem that you can get to hand? Um, I do. I, um, I think I have my poetry behind in a second. <laughs> Sorry, I put you on the spot there, but... Judging me from your throne, 
telling all my secrets while forgetting all of your own. You twirl around and wear that crown, it shines so beautifully, polished by a veil of righteous purity. You no longer need my loyalty when you view yourself as royalty. Your star glows brightest of us all, a phony painting of morality, illuminating everything I'm not and never hope to be. But I'll sit here like the silent jester. I won't let the truth be known. I won't tarnish your snow-white reputation. One day you'll do that on your own. Cool. I like that. I, 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 I like poetry. I think a lot of songs are like poems. If you read them, if you read them as a, uh, read them instead of singing them, you look at the lyrics, and sometimes, like um, you can read them as a poem. Imagine's quite good for that. You know, imagine there's no heaven. Da da da. If you read it properly, you can almost do it like a poem. I should do it. I should do that version for you, and then I'll send it to you and see what you think. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think we can't think of what else we can do. I think I've covered most of the things that you do. Let's check my little dungeon book. Check anything else that you. Yeah, I've only got I can find the only find the one book on Amazon, but hey, that's such is life. I'll look for the other one later on. And obviously I'm on Amazon. But I I'm gonna say under my name name Mark Anthony Reigns. The Mark Anthony bit I well I'll tell you I'll tell you a story about that. When I was at school I had to play uh, Mark Anthony and I was asked to kiss a girl. But I didn't. I ran off and just ran out of school, and didn't want to come back. <laughs> so for years, I never used my second name, but I do now. But <laughs> for years, I'm like, I'm not using that name. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so um, you've got your book in the future. You've told me everything you do. So what we can do is right. I normally like to do a unique sign-off for the show. So what would your unique sign-off be? Oh, good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> it could be anything you like. It could be like, go out and buy my book, a poem, a song, juggling, your cats saying goodbye, I don't know, whatever you like, you know. Here's my unique sign-off for you. I talked to a very strange lady who likes to talk about cats. I'm sure she's Michael Tripton, but I don't think they're at that. I'm sure they're no nightmare. 
to me they're not at all. But if my dog saw them, she'd bark and cry and probably run away. Because she's not that brave, you see. So check out the books on Amazon. You'll find them under the name we talked about earlier, you see. So listen, listen and read. And look out for this book, which we always give a five-star recommendation. And we like to say thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me.